the IMDb Journey podcast, where not only do we break down one movie a fortnight from the IMDb Top 250 list, but we also do little games, some of which we call Pod v Pod, which is what we're here to do today. As always, I'm joined by my lowly co-host, Hendo. How are you going this week, mate? I'm doing very well, sir. Thank you for asking, and welcome to the new studio, I must say. Thank you. I, I appreciate your welcome. It's quite different having uh, pictures of the ocean and boats on the walls instead of Thor Ragnarok and Harrison Ford. Yeah, well, we'll get to that soon. Don't worry. They'll be up there soon enough. <laughs> How have you been this last week, anyway? You're not too bad. My son was a bit sick over the last couple of days, so he took a couple of days off school and I spent a bit of time with him there. But other than that, pretty uneventful. What about yourself? Well, I had my front license plate stolen. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, legit. What for? I don't know. But that apparently it's common. People steal it to do like... Uh, Jobs. Heists. Yeah, pretty much. Heists. Petrol runs. They go and... No yeah, way. that's what they do. They put license plate on their cars, get a load of petrol and drive out of there. Wow. Yeah. You want to make sure you're like hit and empty when you do that, yeah? Oh, yeah, for sure. No, we, um, I had to go to a police report. And Are had- you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. I'm not, I'm not joking at all. I'm not joking at all. Who would steal your license plate? So, do you get... Different license plates. Yeah, there? I've got them on the car now. I had, we had the cops come up here uh, the other day. They had to do like du- they dusted the front of the car for like fingerprints and all that. Took photos. Oh, yeah, got the report. What if you just misplace them, right? So what if? Hey, look, they're in your boot. One day, are you gonna like put them on and do a petrol run? <laughs> <laughs> That's super dodgy. <laughs> no, but I had to go down to the Vic Roads today and get a new set of license plates, which was. Annoying. Ah, Vic Rhodes, the Australian DMV. Yes, it's very, very annoying, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's not a fine organisation. So what else are we going to do today on the podcast, Tendo? Um, are you playing footsies with me? I have not moved my foot at all. You just played... Yeah, I felt <laughs> movement from your toes. Stop it. We're going to find out some of the answers that you, the listeners, have given us to our question of the week. We're going to find out the results of the latest round of matches in our Best Director Tournament. And we'll also be talking about what else we've been watching for the last three weeks Three now. weeks. Yeah. Expect an, a massive, supersized version this week. The amount of films we've watched is in the double digits, I tell you that. I, I must warn you, though, that's actually the combined amount that we've watched together. Is it, though? <laughs> I think it just makes it. It might not be. I think it does. I think it just makes it. With the, with the films you told me you watched, okay. I think it just pips it. All right. As usual, if you'd like to leave an iTunes review for us, that would be most appreciated. Preferably five stars, of course. Preferably. If you've listened to the podcast, well, that speaks for itself. Of course. Of course it does. Of course. And if you want to help support the podcast in another way, you can join our Patreon, where we have a multitude of different rewards and benefits for you, including early access to the main show, which you're listening to right now. We have a bonus podcast we do every week, where we do mini breakdowns of other films not on the top 250 list. We're going through the Wes Anderson filmography at the moment, and we've just released The Royal Tenenbaums. You can also have an opportunity to shape the podcast in the way you want by choosing films for us to break down. And a variety of other rewards. So go and head over to patreon.com slash imdbjourney and become a valued patron for us. We actually have a new patron this week, Dean. And that is Joe Banyard. So thank you very much, Joe. We really appreciate the support there, buddy. Thanks so much, Joe. It means a lot to us. We do appreciate it. So we're going to take a quick break here, give you a promo from the Ghost of the Stratosphere podcast, and we'll be back on the other side with our Pod V Pod 5. From the galactic depths of the comic book universe comes the Ghosts of the Stratosphere, ready to galvanize and energize your mind with the latest of comic book news and reviews. And why, why are you stopping me? Yes, that's much better. 
Hi, this is Andy Larson for Ghosts of the Stratosphere. Join me every week along with my co-hosts Rob Stewart and Chad Smith as well as a cavalcade of fantastic comic book guests as we dish out heaping helpings of the greatest and latest of comic book news and reviews. New shows posted every Tuesday with bonus shows every first Friday of the month. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher under Ghosts of the Stratosphere as well as on our website www.gotstratosphere.com Hope to see you soon, folks. All right, it's time now for Pod v Pod 5, where we invite some of your favorite podcasters to battle it out in a variety of movie games. And we've got a lone wolf guest this week, ready to take us on by herself from the Retro Cinema Podcast. It's Gidget on the Roo. Welcome, Gidget. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Dean. Uh, look, I've, I, I tried to bring Angry, but he's a busy, busy boy. So Angry nah, Man's understandable. Obviously... Yeah, he's, a, he's my partner in the podcast. But uh, look, I think I'm big and brave enough to, to handle this on my own. Yeah, I reckon you can manage. Yeah, I've, I've been working out, doing my kettlebells all day, and I reckon I'm, yeah, I am prepared. More, more practice than us. <laughs> no, thank you so much. Look, I, I wouldn't have missed the opportunity to be on your podcast. It's it's a great podcast. It's highly entertaining. And, uh, yeah, I get a big kick out of it. You guys, Countdown. There's about five, six podcasts I religiously listen to, but you guys are definitely one of them. No, oh, thank you very much. So why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your podcast? Well, I'm 5'5". Five five. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> yes. I flunked high school. <laughs> um, no. Um, uh, the Retro Cinema Podcast does an 80s movie podcast. We both Angry and I were teenagers in the 80s, so that was kind of our... Our, our iconic era uh, yep. of influence for movies. And uh, we basically podcast 80s movies that we loved back then and we still love now. And let me tell you, that's not always the thing. You remember a movie, you know, you think, oh, I'm really fond of that movie. You rewatch it now and you think, oh, God, what was I thinking? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had that experience. <laughs> yeah, and the other way around, you, 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 there's an 80s movie that you either missed or you don't remember really liking that much, like we did The Wraith. And okay. Yeah, I hadn't seen The Wraith and I watched it and just got such a kick out of watching it. So, yeah. Surely it's... nostalgia would pl- play a massive part in it though, wouldn't it? I think it does with a lot of movies. I, I really do. There's a lot of mainstream 80s movies that now you sort of go, you re-watch and you think, hmm. I, I had that issue with Uncle Buck. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was really weird. We were planning on doing it for the podcast and I rewatched it and I just thought, I don't know whether it was the girl in it that was really annoying the shit out of me or something, I don't know. And usually a character that annoys me shouldn't put me off a movie, but it wasn't as funny as what I remembered it to be. So yeah, I'd imagine there'd be um, some other movies that you don't want to go back and watch just because like, of that fear that it might not be as good as you remember. Yeah, there is there is always that, that fear. And like we're releasing Young Guns tonight. Now, I hadn't watched Young Guns since the 80s. I remember yeah. liking it. But I don't because I hadn't seen it for so long, and so rewatching it again for the podcast, and I thought, oh shit, this is a really good movie. I'd forgotten uh, it's not as flaky as you think it's going to be. It's actually, and you, we, you know, we researched the reality of Billy the Kid and the yeah. Lincoln Wars and everything, and and I thought this is a really good movie, and I've had to watch it three times. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I, I, yeah, but um, yeah, you do, you do, you do get that, and and. We both agreed that we're not going to podcast a movie that neither of us like anymore. Ah, oh, fair enough. Mm. Fair enough. But wouldn't it be fun to just pay out on a movie? 
Well, we're, we're going to start our Patreon next year and we're thinking of doing late night Bad retro. movies exclusively. Yeah, <laughs> late night retro. So so all all the sort of titty and bum movies, uh, you know, all, all the bad movies. Sign with, me with, up. With, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got, you got me in. Yeah, exactly. And like we're a family-friendly podcast, so we don't, we don't swear in our podcast because we do a lot of kids' films. But late night retro, we'll be going for it, man. <laughs> nice. <laughs> now I've got to say, Gidget, I, I really enjoy your podcast. It's nice to um, go back and look at some of those films that I've forgotten as well. Like we normally podcast about a variety of other different films, but to see like, these old 80s films that I've completely forgotten about and then to get my memory uh, refreshed from your podcast is fantastic. And you guys, yeah, like your knowledge is incredible from what I've listened to. It's, it's fantastic. Oh, thank you so much. Well, that's you know, it's easy to do the big, the big ones. You've got Aliens, you've got Blade Runner, you've got Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Breakfast Club, but we we do try and do like we've done the Name of the Rose, which a lot of people wrote into us and said, "I've never even heard of this movie." Yeah, yeah I've never heard of it. Really? <laughs> and De- Dean's the '80s aficionado out of us too, as well. Oh, that's not saying a lot. <laughs> 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 it was, there's so many movies that people have missed. The Wraith was the same. A lot of people had no idea about that movie. And, and we do try and do some of those little hidden gems that we still Gidget, love now. Gidget, can I ask, what, yeah. what's your take on um, Somewhere in Time? Somewhere in Time. Pause for effect. Oh, God. I'm trying to think Don't of Don't you dare say. Oh, no, <laughs> this no. Is, this is like Dean's cold. I love this movie. I haven't seen it. Ah, oh, it. No, just a refresh. I might need a refresher. Who's in it? Uh, Christopher Reeves and Jane Seymour. Yep, no, I haven't seen it. No, nah, you're not missing out on much. You are me. missing out on a lot. Okay, a lot. <laughs> I, I, I promise you, I will check it out. I promise it, you, and I will, will be completely honest about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, why don't we get into the games, shall we? Yes. Oh, yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> be gentle. <laughs> Well, actually, I thought I'd uh, mention it now. Our quiz questions for this week is from our patron, Shane. So, we'll apologise in advance. Okay. All right. Do you have that... Shane's address, just in case they're really hard? They are quite difficult. I'm right. just going to put it out there. Oh, God. All right. So, yeah, why don't we get into the first game, which is our standard movie quiz here. Pop quiz, asshole. And it's going to be five questions per team and one point per answer. And the team with the most points wins the round. Right. So, Gidget, do you want to go first, or do you want to pass it off to us? Uh, you, you guys, you guys hit me first. I think. Okay. We don't have any themes for this one. These are just all random questions. Mm-hmm. Which film from two thousand and four do Jason Schwartzman and Mark Wahlberg achieve enlightenment by smacking a plastic ball into their face? Oh, is it a Wes Anderson movie? I can either confirm or deny that. <laughs> That's oh. I can't stand Jason Schwartzman, so I probably didn't even see this movie. I uh, don't mind my. Oh, excellent! Hey, high five. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I flat out, I, I do not know that. I'm not going to cheat and Google it or anything like that. I'm just. Oh, assuming, you are too kind. I'm assuming it's a Wes Anderson movie because he puts Jason Schwartzman in all his movies. Ah, uh, well, unfortunately, you're wrong on both accounts. It's not a Wes Anderson film. It's a I Heart Huckabees. Oh yeah, I didn't see that shit. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I tried yeah, watching I tried watching that, turned it off. I just went, this is just a load. That's got Lily Tomlin in it as well, hasn't it? Uh, I can't. I don't know. I, that's all. That's This is all I know from this question here. Shane, <laughs> so you thanks, are a Thanks prick. for that question, Shane. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That would be the first time. More of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Yep. No idea. All right. All right. Um, do you want to go first? Yeah. Yep. Cool. So, all right, Dean. Uh 
What movie was the highest grossing of the 80s? Wow, that is such a great question. <laughs> They're all 80s questions, by the way. Oh, God. Oh, I'm done. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to do that. <laughs> was it Submarine Time? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Give me a minute. A minute? A minute. I'm just trying to think, like... Obviously, Star Wars was 70s. Thank you, because that, honestly, that was the first movie I went to. I was yeah. like, when did Star Wars come this out? This movie beat it for <sighs> box office in the 80s, and it was the biggest movie of the entire decade. Ah, uh, okay. See, if you're really nice to me, I will give clues. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, was it Indiana Jones, The Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yep. Oh. Oh. Well, that's a letdown. 1982, <laughs> E.T. Oh, oh, I wow. did think E.T. Yeah. I was, honestly, I was like, uh. Oh, sure you did. Yeah, yeah. No, I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all after the fact. <laughs> Classic to, to, to be honest, if you came with me at that, I would have gone Raiders of the Lost Ark pr- pretty easily. Yeah, I thought it would have been um, Temple of Doom since Raiders of the Lost Ark you know, got there and then people wanted to see more indie, so they would have paid more. Paid more. That would have yeah. been my guess. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I'll have to look up the box office on those ones. But, uh, yeah, no, it was phone home. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, yeah. It's yeah. a big family film. Massive. Yeah. Yeah. Ugly damn alien. Yeah. yeah. I know people found it adorable. I remember so back in the 80s, someone gave me an E.T. doll and I chucked it in the bin. <laughs> nice. It's a bit deformed. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. And I think they say that in the movie. Is that a, def- is it a deformed kid? <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Try getting away with that now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tell me about it. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So, um, all right, let's go, Dean. All right, question number two for you. Mm-hmm. Which two members of Breaking Bad's supporting cast starred in the 2002 comedy Like Mike? Like Mike. <laughs> Dean, can't even keep his composure here. <laughs> it's so hard. Oh, my God. <laughs> like Mike. Oh, oh, so Brian Cranston and um, the the ball guy that played his brother-in-law. Uh, no, 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 no them, neither of them are right. It was Robert Forster and Jesse Plemons. Oh, okay. Yeah, good yeah. job, Shane. You're doing well. Well done. <laughs> Shane, you stink. You really, mate. <laughs> Rough. Uh, we're gonna, we'll make a compilation of all these insults. <laughs> <laughs> Duke, it could be our new said, opening I music. <laughs> I don't swear on our podcast. So people will be going, oh, I thought she was such a nice girl. <laughs> well, this is what Shane does. <laughs> Brings out the best in all of us. <laughs> yes, obviously. <laughs> okay, who am, I, who am I firing at it now? You're going to me. Yep, all right. Uh, Daniel, so which 80s movie theme song was entirely instrumental and also reached number one in multiple countries due to a remix? Oh. <laughs> Which movie's theme song, is that right? Yep, which 80s movie theme song was entirely instrumental, so no singing, and it eventually reached number one in multiple countries due to a remix, a really annoying goddamn remix. Oh, it's um, Beverly Hills Cop. And the name of it? Oh, Axel Foley, Axel F. Axel F, well done. Yep, that's exactly it. Yep. Exactly, Uh, the frog. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, how bad was that back in the day? That was harsh. That was was, it, was, it, was that early two, 2000s or 90s? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's like early 2000s. I remember that when I was in my teens, about that time. And they had yeah. ringtones and all oh, that. Oh, disgraceful. God. Oh, the everyone everyone had it yeah. on their phones and oh. Yeah. Yeah, not good. But the original Axel F bit of music is 
fabulous. Oh, yeah, so, that's great. I love yep, that. Well done. Awesome. Okay, so heading into question three here, and it's a multiple choice question for you here, so he's giving you a bit of leeway. <laughs> You're redeeming yourself, Shane. <laughs> All right, which of the following films does not feature Kevin Bacon as a sexual predator? Is it? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Is it A, The Woodsman, B, Hollow Men, C, Sleepers, or D, Murder in the First? I- I'd go Murder in the First. Very good. You got it. Yay! Well done. On the board. Oh, poor Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I know. Wow. He, well, must, he, he must touched like, the rules. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say tremors, and I was going to say that's, that's a given. Yeah. <laughs> not, not a given as in he's a sexual predator. It's a given that he's not a sexual predator. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Dean, your question is up. Yep. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, Dean. Um, I'm genuinely scared. <laughs> <laughs> be afraid. Be very afraid. Uh, what was the name of Ray Peterson, Tom Hanks' creepy neighbours in the Burbs? Uh, what were their character names? Uh, I can't remember their character names. No, what are you talking It was the family name. So the creepy people that were living next to Ray Peterson, Tom Hanks. What was Have their... you seen the Burbs? Oh, I've seen it once. Oh, I, okay. I have no idea. You might, you might have to help him. I, can't, I haven't seen it. Oh, wow. What? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, like guys. 80, 80 isn't my strong suit. <laughs> guys, the birds. Yeah. Get with me, people. Write in and get both uh, Dean and Daniel to watch The Burbs because it uh, is a fantastic movie. I probably movie. saw it 12 years ago for the first time. Okay, you're not going to remember them. I mean, the funny thing is my doctor has named this. Oh, oh well, you should know. That's then. just unfair. <laughs> I know. It's not like you'd know my doctor, so. <laughs> It'd be weird if I suddenly came out with the answer yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be weird? <laughs> All right, Dave, what are you doing? What am I doing? Hey, what are you going to do? What's your answer? Uh, I pass. All right, you pass. Yeah, he's got no idea. What's the answer? It's the Clopex. That was the next thing on your mind, wasn't Clopex. it? Clopex. Yeah. yeah, that was the next thing you were going to say. It was, it was either that or the Joneses. <laughs> the Smiths. <laughs> All right, cool. I, I mean, I, I, I just assumed one of you would have seen that movie and no, I tried oh, not correct. to make them too hard. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, here we go. Okay, well, we've, got, we've got an 80s This is an 80s question for you. Oh, yay. So shame on you if you don't get this. I know. <laughs> question four. In which film from 1989 did Jeff Goldblum star as a struggling actor who takes a lead role in a stage musical based on The Elephant Man? The tall guy. Well, snap it off real quick. Yep, you got it. Well done. (laughs) Oh, phew. My reputation is upheld, thank God. (laughs) That's good, Emma Thompson. It's a good movie. It is a good movie. It's Mm. quite funny. I haven't seen that either. See what I have to put up with. I feel, oh, I, I, feel you, I feel your pain, dude. I feel your pain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's 2-1 at the moment. Mm. Oh, yeah, you've got it kind of easy, really, I think. Um, well, I need it. <laughs> what 80s I get mo- <laughs> You get Klopex and he gets this. Uh, what 80s movie is this line from? Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? What? <laughs> That would be the movie that we broke down in our very first episode. That'd be Die Hard. Absolutely. Well done. Nice. <laughs> Mr. Cowboy. <laughs> it was so hard not doing the accent. It was so hard not saying, do you really think you could have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? <laughs> <laughs> Uncanny. Uncanny. <laughs> yes. 
My Alan Rickman is worldwide known. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Uh, yes, that okay. is exactly right. So, yeah, you get a point. Nice. Good to good to get another one on the board here. Was it two to mean under you, Dean? Hey, I got the hard questions. <laughs> excuses, mate. Excuses. <laughs> all right. So, two all heading into the last round. Okay. And we got another multiple choice question for you to close it out. Oh, phew. Who played the judge in Runaway Jury? Is it Danny Glover, Fred Gwynn, Bruce McGill, or Ali Ermey? Runaway jury. Ooh, doo, 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 doo. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm really going towards Fred Gwynn for some reason. I'm trying to I'm trying to think. Is it is that that's the one with um, Gene Hackman? I think so. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Have I think you not so. seen it? No, I haven't. Oh wow. Runaway, runaway. Jury. This is terrible because I've watched this movie so many times, and I'm trying to think. I think it's. Uh, I read that, the book back in the day. Well, it, it wasn't um, it wasn't Fred Gwynn. And it wasn't the the first pick. So who were the who was number three and four? Uh, Bruce McGill and Ali Ermey. I'm going Ali Ermey. Ooh, so close. It was Bruce McGill. Ah, I knew it was one of those last two because I knew it definitely wasn't Fred Gwynn and Danny Glover. Yeah, definitely definitely wasn't them. But um, yeah, it was one of those actors, one of those character actors that you you know their face, but you don't necessarily know their name. Yeah. So that's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> no, that's a good excuse. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> okay, is this my final question to you guys? Yep, last one here. If we get this, this is a collaboration. We get to talk about this one. So Dean has no this excuses This is where we now. get our unfair advantage over you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> or it could, it you could might be, need it. You might need it. Might it might be worse. Yeah, yeah. I think because this is a tough one if you don't know the movie. Okay, so <laughs> I want the character names of the five teens on detention in the Breakfast Club. I'm out. I, I know oh, the characters' names. No way. I can name the actors. I cannot name any of the characters. You get half a point if you can name the five actors. Okay. <laughs> Look Molly at me. Ringwald. I'm changing the rules already. Emilio Estevez. <laughs> Molly Ringwald. Yep. Emilio Estevez. Yep. Judd Nelson. Yep. Anthony Edwards. Is it Anthony Edwards, Dean? Uh, um, I don't think it is. It's Anthony something. Is it a three? Is it a three? Yes. Anthony. Yeah, it's a Anthony um, something something. Anthony Edwards Jr. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter because I don't I don't know the fifth. Um, the fifth. That's not um. It's that real grumpy one, isn't it? Yeah. He, he was in Sixteen Candles. He was in Edward Scissorhands as the bully. Ah oh, man. So um, like Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I think that's it. Yes. Well done. All right. Well All right. Done. What's the What's the fifth one? Is um. It's not that uh. Crazy one from Hateful Eight, is it? No, 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 no. It's not. No, it's that's not Jennifer, Jennifer Jason Lee. Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if it's not her, I've got no idea. No, I think I think we're done. I think we, we're, we're gonna call this one a draw. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. We're going close to half a point. <laughs> <laughs> Al- Ali Sheedy and a, they <sighs> played Sheedy, Andrew yeah. Bryan, John Bender, Claire, and Allison. Ah, uh, of course. Should have got Claire. Come on. <laughs> yeah, because Claire, Claire's a fat girl's name, <laughs> and she responds, "I'm not fat." <laughs> yeah, but you're pushing maximum density. <laughs> I haven't seen The Breakfast Club in years. Something I need to revisit. Yeah, you should. Look, it's it's that's the thing I said earlier. It's it's really good fun. I mean, The Breakfast Club I know off by heart anyway. Uh, there's some movies that you know I've just watched continually my whole life. Had them on beta, then VHS, then DVD, then Blu-ray. But yeah, there's and there's so many others that it's just been great going back and watching them again. And you think, yeah, it really was an awesome damn decade for movies. But I, you know, I can I can pick great movies from any decade, so. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and thank and thanks Shane for those questions. 
Yeah, thank you, Shane. You did all right. You did all right. Uh, ended up in a two-all draw. Yay! I like a draw. Everyone's happy then. Well, uh, <laughs> I prefer yeah, to win. Yeah. Just, just putting yeah. it out there. <laughs> okay. You ruined my night. Aw, <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Why don't we head into our second game here, which is called... A- Wait a minute. Don't I know you from somewhere? Where we each have three actors or actresses, and the other team has to guess what four movies are on their IMDb known for list. And four guesses per round, and one point per correct answer. Okay, Gidget, do you, la- do you want to go first this time? Yes, I've, I will go first, and I am going to go with Helen Mirren. And who, who would you like to go out of us two? Uh, Daniel, you can go first. No. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh no. Mm. <laughs> Alright, what? Like, let's just get, let's, let's go through this gently. Okay. What Helen Mirren movies do you know? The Queen? Yep, yep, correct. Okay. okay. Red? Yes, correct. <laughs> I generally didn't think that was going to be on there. Yep. Um, she played the wife of a very famous movie director. Oh, uh, Hitchcock. Very good, yep. See, I'll help. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not competitive by nature, so <laughs> I'd, I'd rather people get the right answers. All right, and you got one more, and it's a British movie, and it had a lot of very famous British actors in it. Uh, I'm just. I'll, I'll just rattle off. Um, oh, it's one. It's one of the. It's. It's this one or it's this one. Like it's. Uh, whatever. Sense and sensibility. Uh, no, Gossip Park. Oh no no. Oh, the other one I think was Pride and Prejudice. Ah, <laughs> uh, so close. <laughs> I had Winchester on the mind. I'm like, there's no chance it is Winchester. <laughs> no, no. Although I really was surprised actually investigating this. What movies they had up for people? Oh yeah. Like, I was really quite shocked. I'm like, really? That's Why would you have that up there when they've made this movie? Yeah, well, the ones we've come across in our time on the Pod V Pod has just been, really? Really? Like- yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, it's weird, man. All right, um, okay. So my, Your I'm first one here. Yeah. I'll go first. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, it'll be Shakespeare in Love. Correct. Uh, that one where she got on the train. Um, I've got the worst memory. It's, it's not inside out. It's um, oh, it's that one she got on the train, and then her hair's short, and then her hair's long, and she had to make the decision whether to. What's the name of it? Tell me the name. I know the movie. I just can't think of the name. <laughs> please, please tell well, me the name. We can is give it, you is... half a point for the description. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. I can't think of the actual movie's name. It's like Back the Force or Backwards something. It's it's it was the timing that she gets off. On the tr- on the train. Yeah, what was it called, Dave? Sliding doors. Yeah. That's it. Sliding doors. Thank you. Yep. That's that's so, what I was so thinking. Close. That's what I was thinking. I, I helped you guys. Yeah. So you've had. So you got two more. Two and more. I'm all by myself, by the way. I don't have someone else that I can bounce stuff off. Okay. So all right. So I need two more, don't I, from Gwyneth Paltrow? Yeah. Two more. Oh, it'll be um, Iron Man. Yes. Very good. Yep. And oh, is it Iron Man two or something like that? Oh, you were so close. Iron Man 3. Iron Man, Iron Man 3. Man 3. Oh. See, see, that's the thing I noticed. They do do that. They do do the sequel thing. And it's not yeah, even like even she that. was the main star of that movie. She's been in, she's starred in a lot of other movies. So, But I thought from looking at them, I'm thinking, yeah, they are going to put that sort of random pick on that's there. Why, that's why I was tempted to say Red 2 before. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm surprised that wasn't up there for Helen Mirren. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, Dean, you're up. Okay, uh, my next one is Will Smith. That's a good one. 
Okay. Men in Black. Yes. Wild Wild West. Nope. Hancock. Nope. Jeez, Dean. I swear, if it's just Men in Black 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, I promise you it's not. I promise you it's not. And they've kind of cheated in this as well, I think. Ooh. One of them. Ooh. Are you, is that meaning it uh, might not be a movie? Is that where you're going with that, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might be saying that. All right, I'll go Fresh Prince. Yep. So you got two out of four. Yay! Good yep. job, Dean. What are the other ones? Uh, bad Boys and, oh, bad boys. Uh, if I remember rightly, I Am Legend. Oh, okay. But yeah, really, they, instead of Fresh Prince, they could have had Hitch or I, Robot there. I just found that very weird. But anyway, that's probably why I picked it, just to try and stuff you both. <laughs> 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 All right, your next turn here, Gidget. Mm-hmm. And we've got Ben Stiller. Oh, I can't stand him. Um, oh, shit, shit, shit and shit. There you go. You're close. No, that's not fair. Um, he has been in some good movies. So I would think Tropic Thunder. Very good. Meet the Fockers. No. The sequel. No. Right, so neither of them are up there. No. Nah. Okay, so Dodgeball. No. Oh. Yeah, it's a weird one. Oh, it'll be it'll be that um that uh, that Wes Anderson movie. I would think. No, no, no. No. It's Zoolander. Oh, of course. <clears throat> uh, Zoolander two. <laughs> knowing oh, the sequels. Yeah. <laughs> and The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Really? Yeah. Really? They're the, that's the four that they put up there? Yep. Wow. Okay. I'm not a fan anyway, so I don't care what they put up there. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I thought his father was funny. I just don't find him funny. Oh, he, Jerry Stiller with, is fantastic. Up there with Kevin Hart for me. Oh, Kevin Hart's oh, a he's joke. He's not that bad. <laughs> oh, he's dreadful. Are you kidding he wasn't riding on the rocks, rocks coattails, which he literally does because he's that little. Um, I don't think he'd be a success at all. If you tried to watch his stand up, it's dreadful. He's nah, so I unfunny. agree with you completely. I don't think he's funny at all. Thank you, sir. I, I think he's slightly funny. So slightly, slightly. Yeah, I don't hate so, the you, guy. you know what it is. He, he's funny in the way that you see an old lady trip over. That's funny. Well, that's always good. <laughs> <laughs> it's wrong. It's wrong, and you're getting off on someone else's pain. You're laughing at someone else's misfortune. That's what Kevin Hart is. Ah, still funny. You're going, you poor little fella. Yeah, poor little tiger. Yeah, just dreadful, aren't you? Uh, okay. All right, my turn. Who am I aiming this to? Uh, both of us. Oh, both of you. Okay. Yeah. Sam Rockwell. Okay. Uh, surely Green Mile. Really? I was going to say Moon. Uh, we're just we're just talking here oh, for a second. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. not taking anything on board until you come out with your final four. Cool. All right. I think Moon. Yeah, I think Moon. You're gonna so go you think Moon. Moore? No, 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 no. I'm helping you. I'm helping you. I'm I'm doing an oh. Ed What's His Face on uh, how to be a millionaire. I'm helping you. Going yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah do it, do it. Moon. Go. Uh, I'm getting a feeling we'll uh, well yes uh, we'll take Moon. Yes, there we go. Thank you. No. Um, I'm happy to go Green Mile. Green Mile. All right, Green Mile. No. No. Uh, Dean, so shit. Oh, what about um three billboards? Yeah, that's got to be. Three billboards outside every Missouri. Yes. Excellent. And we can go either like Seven Psychopaths, Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2. You reckon Iron Man 2? What other options have we got? Uh, Seven Psychopaths. <laughs> nah, it's not Seven Psychopaths. You sure? Well, I'm not sure. Well, we've heard a lot of Iron Man tonight, so why don't we just take the second one now? Let's do it. Iron Man 2. Nope. <sighs> What was it? 
Seven psychopaths. Oh, you <laughs> son of a bitch, Dan. <laughs> yeah. See, this is the downside of having a teammate. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I can just do my own thing over here. And confessions of a dangerous mind. Oh, okay, no, I, I wouldn't have guessed that. How good is Sam Rockwell, by the way? Oh, he's great. He's, he's so good. I, th- I, th- I think he is excellent in everything he's in. And I've watched Moon about oh, five times. Five, six times? Moon, yeah. Moon is a highly uh, underrated film, I reckon. Is it underrated? Oh, I think I it is. Agree. I think it's underseen. I think people I think everyone that, that see sees it, it yeah, people that see it. it love it, but just not a lot of people have seen it. Yeah. And it certainly shits all over, like, you know, Interstellar or The Martian, if I'm going to compare. And certainly, oh, Gravity. I'd, I'd watch Moon <laughs> over Gravity any day of the week. These are some interesting takes. I know. I'm very opinionated. I had a go at Hereditary the other day on Twitter and I got taken. I know. I know. I got taken to town. But a lot of people that even liked the movie said, I like your spirit. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a very nice way of saying you're wrong. Yeah, yeah, saying you're a gross person. You're an idiot. You don't know horror movies, which, by the way, I do know horror movies. I love horror movies. Okay, so we've got one more round for you here, Gidget. And currently we are at seven and you are at three and a half. So you need to get all four here to win this. No. Oh, God. Okay. All right. This is uh, potentially a tough one as well. can 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 I just stress, these three people were all chosen by Dean. This is his job for this week, and these What's are the people he's picked. Just Can saying, before you go for okay. it. Okay, okay. Well, just, 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 just DM me on Twitter where Dean lives. Okay. <laughs> just where his kids go to school, where his wife works, all that sort of information. Just out of curiosity. Just, yeah. Okay. Mm. Taking it personally. Yeah. <laughs> Told you, uh, I'm not competitive. Nah, all good. Uh, Alec Baldwin. Ooh. This is good. This is a good one. Okay. Um, what would IMDb have up there for Alec Baldwin? I've, I've got a feeling Glengarry Glen Ross. Correct. Perfect. All right. I'm going to really think this out, so you better put some entertaining music on while I'm thinking this out <laughs> because I'm really determined to get these four correct. Alec Baldwin. I want... <laughs> 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 I hate you, Ari Quadwin. Um I'm tempted to say Beetlejuice, but I don't think it's going to be up there because that's really Michael Keaton's movie. Um, I'm just talking out loud at the moment. That's not, no, that's not my pick. But if I'm close to it, just make grunting noises or anything, whistle, anything like that. Oh, is, wasn't he in the... Um, he's been in the Mission Impossible movies, but I don't know which one to pick. It'll be the most rec- recent one, I think, or the one before it. Oh, come on, guys. Throw me a bone. I'm by myself. We, we are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you said to cough or do something if you're getting something right. So right, okay. So no. Silently. So, so no Mission Impossibles. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, oh, crap. Hang on. Hang on a minute. I, I'm calling a friend. Come on. You can do this. Can I call a friend? Of course. Okay. <laughs> Alec Baldwin movies. What? I've got to pick four that are on the IMDb. So I've already picked. Uh, what was the one that I picked? Glengarry Glen Ross. Glen Ross, yeah. What, what else? Oh, Hunt for Red October. No. No. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Just, just name any Alec Baldwin movie, and there's no none of the Mission Impossible. Yeah, he's having a breakdown at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> this is what this game does to you. He's gone to the corner. He's crying like a little girl. 
Um, what else? What else? Maybe because it's not Beetlejuice. So what else has Eric Bordering been in? Oh, will it be Saturday night though? Is it a t- is there a TV show up there? No. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to have to throw this because I I don't know and and he's crying and it's just a mess. Oh, you said you liked the pick. <laughs> I, I I did. I got really excited because I thought I knew the four, but obviously I didn't. I thought one of the Mission Impossible's had to be there, but um yeah no no I'll have what, to throw. What are the what are the other three, Dean? Uh, we got The Departed. Oh, of course, The Departed. It's complicated. Oh God, really? <laughs> yep. yep. Oh. And even more of an oh God, really, The Cooler. Oh, he was. I know he was actually quite good in that, but I forgot he was in that. That was a f- uh, William H Macy or Philip Seymour yeah. Hoffman yeah. movie. No, yeah, yeah, William H Macy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot he's one of those actors that's in stuff, but you don't remember him being. He's in, in a lot. He yeah, is. when Dean when Dean told me Alec Baldwin, I struggled. I couldn't think of much at all. Yeah, but you still went with it. You still went <laughs> with it. It's girl. all it's all him. <laughs> a little girl, all on, all on her own, and you you big. Burly boys just thought you'd just pick on little old me. Come on, Gidget. <laughs> yeah, I'm full of shit. No. <laughs> okay. All right. We ended up on a seven to four and a half victory. So uh, well done there, Dean. You did well. Yeah. Well, well done, boys. Yeah, you've kicked my ass. <laughs> All right. Let's get into our final game here, which is our movie draft. And this is, again... The theme is from our patron, Shane, and he has gone with courtroom dramas. I like this. You've redeemed yourself, Shane. He has. It's a good It's a good theme. It is. Now, Gidget, you have the choice. Do you want to go first or second here? First. Okay. Because I'm just going to take a big one off the board right away. All right, you go for it then. You take it. Okay. I am... Oh, shit. I forgot to write it down and now I've completely forgotten the name of the movie. <laughs> um... Oh, is that terrible? That's terrible. I didn't actually write it down. No, I did. No, I'm taking a few good men. Okay. That's mm. good. That's good. Mm. Yep. All right. Who do you want to go first out of us? Actually, it doesn't really matter, but... Dean. 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 Yeah, of course. <laughs> Always me. You're special. Thank you. <laughs> so that's what everyone keeps telling me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to take 12 angry men. Ooh. Ouch. Yeah, okay. I love that movie. The original, not the remake. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. The, the original. <laughs> Henry Fonda, yeah. My first pick is going to be To Kill a Mockingbird. Ooh, nice. Yep, that's a, that's a very good pick. You're up, Gidget. You get two choices here. Yay! My next one is... Uh, oh, actually, I'm going to pick Runaway Jury. Nice. Yeah, Very nice. good. We mentioned it. I love that movie. I just didn't know the name of the actor that played the judge. Okay. And your next one? Uh, I'm I'm going to go with A Time to Kill. Okay. Cool. That was on my short list here. All right, Dean, what do you got? I will take Primal Fear. Yeah, but I knew I knew that was coming from you. Great movie. All right. My man. It's hard picking because there's so many good ones. Yeah. You're like, which good one am I going to pick over the other good one? I'm going to take Witness for the Prosecution. Ooh. Okay. Personal favourite of mine. Yep. Good. To, no, it's a good movie. I didn't I didn't have it down because I just didn't think of it. So, yeah, well done. Thank you. All right. And your last two here, Gidget, what are you going with? Okay. My last two are The Accused. Okay. Very good. And... 
There's only a bit of it in the courtroom. I won't go with that one. I will go in the name of the father. That was on my short list. Dean hates oh. that disgusted look on his face he's got. Really? Dean hates that film. Yeah, how I, can, I you, really how like can it. you hate that film? How can you I hate that, that film? I that same one question. One of the most boring films I've ever seen. Oh, uh, you're kidding. Yeah, you I'm on kidding. yours. You, can I be on your team? Yeah, come on over. <laughs> come on, come, yeah, come, come spend time with me. I've got room in the office. It's fine. I've got five screens, for God's sake. So, yeah, no problem. <laughs> oh, how can... No, you... No. Wrong. Bad. Naughty. Yeah, bad Dean. No, bad Dean. That's that's not a boring movie at all. It's a brilliant film. Great acting performances. It's excellent. I can't wait to hear your hot takes when we when we do break it down coming uh, up. It's just yeah, it's <laughs> bored me to tears. All right, Dean. Our last pick. What are we going to go with? Our last what, pick. What are your What are your options? Okay, these are the options as far as I see it. Kramer versus Kramer, or Philadelphia. What about JFK? Uh... See, I was going to go JFK, and I was trying to think. How much of the movie was spent actually in the courtroom? And that's um, why I skipped over it. Because I thought it's uh, just that okay. big final speech by Kevin Costner right at the end there. But most of it is out there investigating yeah. everything. And yeah, so that's Fair point. Awesome. We can take that off the board then. What about the... Um, what about My Cousin Vinny? No. What are you doing? What are you talking about? <laughs> Come on. That is hilarious. <laughs> hey, Marissa Tomei. Best Marissa supporting Tomei. actress, My Cousin Vinny. <laughs> that's right. Wow. Mm. Um, I hear she likes short, funny, bald guys as well. (laughs) (laughs) Trust George Costanza to stuff that up. (laughs) Um, Now, look, I'm happy to take Philadelphia. Yeah, I think think Philadelphia. Cool. All right, Philadelphia is our final pick. Yep, good choice. Yep. Okay, so let's recap the drafts here. Gidget, you've got A Few Good Men, Runaway Jury, A Time to Kill, The Accused, and In the Name of the Father. And we have 12 Angry Men... To Kill a Mockingbird, Primal Fear, Witness for the Prosecution, and Philadelphia. I think you guys are going to take it out with 12 Angry Men if, if cinephiles are voting. Well, we do, we do hope that everyone votes on the collective draft. I know that some people go, oh, I'm voting on this uh, draft because of this one single film, but, you know, to each their own, but we really do hope everyone just goes on the, the whole encompassing draft. Yes, the buffet of films. Yeah. And I know yep. how, how good you are at drafts with your recent victory on the uh, So I Married a Movie Geek podcast. Oh, well done woot, over there. Woot, woot, woot. <laughs> I, I, actually, I actually won against Raiders of the Lost Ark. I how know, do you do was, that? Was, how, does that was, how does that happen? You get a full, you get a full draft going and it was, uh, I voted for you. I thought your overall draft was fantastic. Oh, thanks, darling. You guys are awesome. <laughs> I knew I was doing this podcast for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for the uh, games portion of this. We've got one final question for you, Gidget. How many films off the IMDb Top 250 list have you seen? Okay, so I had to do this. I went through the entire list. It took me half the day to go through the entire list. I've got it written down here. Where are we? Okay, so I have seen every movie apart from 42 movies on that list. Well, that's more than you, Dean. Is it really? Yeah. Well done, Gidget. Well done. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of them were uh, – I haven't seen <laughs> – you know, don't fall off your chairs. I haven't seen Interstellar yet. Um, uh, Spirited Away, Ooh. I haven't seen Whiplash oh, yet. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously everyone knows I haven't seen Dust Boot yet. But also I haven't oh. seen a lot oh. of foreign films. I haven't seen My Father, My Son, The Hunt, uh, oh, a Separation, the oh, uh, separation. Tangerines. Oh. You're striking where it hurts. I know. I, look, I've written them all down. I've written down all the movies that I have not seen so that I can get around to watching them all because I'm determined to watch every single movie on that list. But I'm just being it. honest. 
just being honest, uh, like I hadn't even heard of, you know, like Stars on Earth. Yeah, there are a couple on there that are, you know, questionable. I, I got to a point where I did finish a list uh, about a year and a half or so ago and I think I'm down to maybe like 138 or something at the moment and a couple of those films are on there. Like um, A Wednesday I know is on there that I haven't seen. Just a couple of others that have uh, come on there recently that I'm just like, ah, I'll get to them eventually since we're doing the podcast now. Hmm. Yeah, and, and it is and it is that sort of weird thing as well. There's a lot of movies that you look up and you think, I don't even know if I want to watch that. There are a couple of uh, questionable ones on there. I'll give it that. Yeah, our time is precious and I'd rather watch a movie that I've already seen that I really enjoy. Then, but then again, you don't know how you're going to feel about a movie until, until exactly. you watch it. So exactly it's, right. Yeah, it's worth jumping in and, and checking it out. And I'm a big um, foreign cinema fan. I, I've just, you know, as we say on a podcast all the time, you can't have seen everything. Yeah, damn right. I, I think there's even top top film critics out there that have not seen everything. I actually, I remember reading an article quite a while ago, and they asked the top film critics in the world movies they had not seen, and some of them were like really surprising. One film critic said Batman. The Tim Burton Ooh, Batman? Clearly not a top critic. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. But it, but it is that thing. But they'd seen all the art house films. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Well, most of, like most high highbrow high uh, film critics, they go for all that sort of stuff and miss all the the entertainment popcorn films. What, what, what opinions can you take from them? Oh, it, it just annoys me because whenever I see those those lists, I always know what's going to be in the top at least 40. Yeah. Because you've got to take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit. You know, no one's going to put in... Uh, well, they might put in Blade Runner, but you know, no one's going to put in Beverly Hills Cop, are they? No, because no. people are just going to spit on them from a great height, just going, "Oh, that's just bubblegum theatre and all that." And I, I really think it is based on the Emperor's New Clothes when it comes to these film lists, rather than if I think if you ask a lot of critics, "What do you just love?" You know, what's a movie you just sit down and you just love it? Because I bet a mi- I bet heaps of them would not watch a lot of these movies again. They watch them because it's their job. But then I think if you went, all right, go back and watch, you know, in the name of the father, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotcha. You're outnumbered here, bud. You're outnumbered on that one. <laughs> all right, my left foot. I will give that. Might have been a little bit boring, but in the name of the father, certainly not boring. But. And that's the other thing. Everyone's just got such different tastes in movies, so you just got to learn to. It's, as I said, you know, I bagged on Hereditary, and oh, I had people personally attacking me. No, like I'm like, calm the farm. Shame it's on just them. a movie. Yeah. I know I hope they weren't asking for your address or anything. <laughs> that'd be really creepy. <laughs> that'd be just weird, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, that person would have to be really unhinged and stuff <laughs> if they did that. All right. Um, so, where can our listeners find you, Gidget? Not not your address. <laughs> oh, I was going to say. <laughs> uh, look, uh, just just go into Google. Just type in the Retro Cinema Podcast. Uh, we're found on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spitfire. Anything that starts with S, basically. Anything um, starts with S. Yeah. And, yeah, and you can, and and we do have a website, so you can go to our website and you can listen directly from our website. We've got a Twitter account, we've got an Instagram, and my partner Colonel Kickhead makes the most awesome gifts. So if you want to check them out, you can find them on the Retro Cinema Twitter feed, and you can find them on the Retro Cinema Instagram account. So go and, and we've got a Giphy as well, so you can go and check them out there. Fantastic. Well, thanks for coming on today, Gidget. We really, really appreciate it. It's been a blast. Yeah, you've been great. Uh, Oh, you're very welcome. It was, it was, it was good fun, guys. And as I said, love your podcast. So I was only too happy to do it. Thank you very much, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. Ciao, ciao, boys. All right. Let's get into this week's. Answer my question. 
the question, jerk! Where we asked you guys, what is the most overrated film in the IMDb Top 250 list? And boy, did people come out to boy, spit some fire. Oh boy, People are very defensive of some of these movies. <laughs> we got one here from Sam at the Movie Reviews and 20Qs podcast said, Interstellar, way too high and way too applauded. I legit can't see this as anything more than a decent film. And that sparked TJ from Movie with the Misses to pipe up and have a, have a little bit of a, a tiff with the old uh, Sam. But it's all in jest, of course. Speaking of TJ, he said, I've already mentioned to you guys Logan and yes, Terminator 2, but I'm going to go V for Vendetta. I was so bored by this movie, I don't remember anything significant about wow. it. Wow. Those are all great movies. Terminator 2. And of course, that sparked Paul from the countdown to get in there and <laughs> start up a tiff. That's a good question, this one. From the False Starts podcast, Donnie Darko is massively overrated. It doesn't hold up well. It's very much a product of its time and a fluke on the director's part. It's low down in the top 250, yes, but to include it over movies like Rain Man, E.T., Close Encounters is bull. What's your response to that? I mean, I disagree massively. (laughs) Massively. What, even with the fluke on the director's part? I mean, yeah, it's definitely a fluke. (laughs) From Restore the Republic... 12 Angry Men being at number 5 is absurd. It's good, but not that good. That's a a hot take. That is a hot take. From Lukey Ash, Warrior, derivative and predictable. It literally used every sports movie cliche in the book. The So Wizard podcast said Forrest Gump is an overrated baby boomer nostalgia porn trash. Interesting chosen words there. Well said. From the Mixed Media Forest podcast said Inside Out, a good movie? Yes. Top 250 of all time? No. Uh, session films with me yeah pixar's best film i'm pretty sure every response we've got on this has been met with a backlash from someone else <laughs> ghost of the stratosphere is fight club on it that is one of the shittiest pieces of film i've ever seen i think you mentioned that last time as well <laughs> and then they followed that up with holy shit fight club is number 10 i just looked and now i kind of hate this list well that's not what we wanted god damn you <laughs> Film Inquiry Podcast Network said, look, I really like The Dark Knight, but fourth best of all time? Give me a break. Mm. From Shane Jeffrey, has to be Interstellar, (laughs) was really bad, even worse than Dunkirk. People are too afraid to tell Nolan when he sucks. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I think that's true. From Mike, Mike and Oscar, Hacksaw Ridge was a terrible first hour. The overacting bordered on parody. It played like an SNL take on war movies. No way is it top 250 worthy. Okay. Mm. Hmm. From Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast, I love Batman, but the fact that The Dark Knight Rises is on this list is rather shocking to me. I love that movie. I don't regard it as highly as you do. Fair enough. Got one here from Kate said, It's a Wonderful Life, number 24 on the list. So overrated. I can't stand Jimmy Stewart in this movie. Yikes. How dare you, Kate? (laughs) (laughs) What what do you want me to do? (laughs) I'm I'm trying my best, huh? From the Dumb Guzzler podcast said, Forrest Gump is pure dog shit. Amen. <laughs> what about the Trampled Bat podcast said, that's such a terrible film as Braveheart is in the top 100 films as an utter embarrassment to cinema and all Scottish people. <laughs> Man. <laughs> From Jacob's Film Talk, Princess Bride, it's a poor man's a Monty Python with immature weak jokes that got a beating like a dead horse by all the theatre tech kids around the world. And our last one here from Joseph Mason, Into the Wild. Guy goes out into one of the harshest areas to live in without knowing what you're doing. Doesn't take advice from people who live there. Dies because he was stupid and clueless. What say you, Dean? It has good music. Oh. 
That is top 250 worthy for sure then. I like it. Do you not like it? I think it's fine. Yeah, I think out of all the people who put in their replies, I think the biggest one, maybe the biggest two were probably Interstellar and Forrest Gump, I'd yeah, say. I think so. So thank you everyone for your replies. You can all calm down now and stop uh, stop the arguments. <laughs> we'll bring you a more joyful question for the next one. And since we're doing The Terminator next week, we are going to ask you guys, what is your favorite James Cameron film? And that will be our topic on our top five next week. All right, let's take a look at the final results for the first round of the Best Director Tournament. And here we have match 13, Steven Spielberg destroying Orson Welles in a 90% victory. Oh, massive. Charles Chaplin beat out Sidney LeMay 60% to 40%, so a bit of a close one there. Yeah, that was probably the closest of the round here. Match 15, Martin Scorsese is the biggest percentage winner out of all the matches so far we've seen with a 91% victory against Andrew Stanton. And our final match, Quentin Tarantino destroyed Milos Forman, 81% to 19. Okay, so we won't have any matches this week. We'll be doing our draft poll. The week after, we'll move into our Sweet 16. Ooh, it's getting tight now. All right, so we're going to take another short break here, give you a promo from the Go Postal podcast, and we'll be back on the other side with what else we've been watching. Hi, I'm Carla. And I'm Michael. And we're Go Postal Podcast. We're the podcast that tells you stories about what people have done while drunk, while also giving you some facts about boobs, booze, and the bazaar in the places where these stories take place. We also have a weekly contest where you tell us where the F I am. So join us for some drinking, learning, and laughing. You can listen on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Find us online at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at GoPostalPodcast, and send us your drunk ramblings and anecdotes. You can also email your stories to GoPostalPodcast at gmail.com. Alfie Dezane. Ciao. As always, in this section of the podcast, we will not be spoiling the movies we've been watching, so if you haven't seen it, never fear, we won't ruin it for you. All right, Dean, we've had three whole weeks here. Three long weeks. Surely there must be a lot of films you've been checking so, out. So, so many. How many have you actually seen? I have seen... Four movies. How many have you seen? Can I just ask? Yes. What is your excuse? My excuse is I watched Animal Kingdom. The TV show. The TV show. I've seen just over two seasons now in the last week and a bit. It's fantastic. Yeah? Yeah. It's really, really good. It's this cool, like, family who do heists. Cool. Yeah. I know you'll never watch it because you're... Anti-TV, but... I'm not anti-TV. You are I'm anti- pro-movies. No, you're anti-TV. Um, but it is really, really good. I also watched um, Planet Earth 2 as well. Is there a sequel? Have you not seen the first one, Planet Earth? I'm living it, aren't I? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, dear. That was not nice. It's very good. Cool. I'll take your word for it. Watched it on my 4K TV. Oh, look at you. <laughs> Also been catching up with Better Call Saul, which is another great TV show I highly recommend. All right, Hendo. I can see you itching to speak, so why haven't you watched many films this week? I've been moving house. I've had a tooth removed. I have been, had a lot more going on than you have. I've watched six films. I've still managed to watch more films than you. <laughs> Actually, I've watched six films that I'm talking about. That's not including our patron movies and our breakdown movies. These are the six films I'm just talking about today. Yes, yeah. that's the same for me. I'm only saying the four films. Uh, you know, I think the reason I only saw four films, and I'm not joking here, is because I really didn't like any of them. Well, you just gave up on movies in general? Yeah, I've given up. Oh, well. I've given up. Thank you, listeners. It's been fun. <laughs> it's been quite a ride. <laughs> 
Okay, well, since I've seen six and you've seen four, why don't I start off? Please do. What do you got? What was the worst film you saw? My number six film is the only film on this list that isn't from 2018. It's just a random film that we stumbled across on Netflix and put it on in the background. It's G.I. Joe Retaliation. Yes, indeed. Is that a sequel? It is the sequel. I haven't seen the first one. The first one's okay. Is it? Yeah. Is anyone in it? Channing Tatum. Okay. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt, actually. Ah, okay. Is he like his big muscled action star in it? No. The G.I. Joe Retaliation has Channing Tatum back, but it also has The Rock, and it has Bruce Willis in it as well. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, it's it's very generic. It's yeah. very forgettable. It's always a worry when Bruce Willis is in a movie now. Yeah. I mean, well, this was, this was five years ago now, roughly about when time, the time he started doing his, uh, you know, straight-to-DVD-ness. Yeah. But it's there's nothing really memorable about this film at all. There's so many other better action films. I th- feel like this is just very much paycheck territory for all of them involved. Fair enough. Why don't you go again? I will go again. My number five film is Beast. Beast. No good? No, it didn't do it for me. What's it about? I actually don't know anything about it. It's the story of a troubled woman who lives in an isolated community and finds herself being pulled between the control of her oppressive family and the allure of a secretive outsider who's suspected of a series of brutal murders. Okay. Yeah, like I said, it didn't do it for me. I think the film did start off strong and started to create this interesting relationship between the two main characters in Mole and Pascal, while also having this you know serial killer mystery looming in the background. The performances are pretty good, especially from uh, Jesse Buckley, who plays Mole. But I think the film starts to falter halfway for me and becomes a bit muddled, and I ultimately became disinterested, which is not a good sign at all. So, in the end, it became a film I would not recommend. Fair enough. We do have a review here from you, the listeners. It's from Mike Mike and Oscar, who said, Think you might be dating a serial murderer? Have a dozen staring contests with him and find out. But okay, seriously, it's a solid movie. <laughs> right, thank you Fair for enough. that, guys. Well, Dean, since I've already spoken about a couple of movies, why don't you jump in here and tell us your number four film? My number four film was Adrift. Adrift. Yes. Yeah, it okay. has um, Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley in it and random attractive male. Um, number 26. <laughs> I mean, this film, it's so, so bad. There's something really wrong with Shailene Woodley in this. She is, she's just terrible in it. Yeah. And I was trying to think if she's terrible in everything. She was in... um. Big Little Lies, yeah. which I saw. She was good in that. What so about The Descendants? I didn't notice her as being bad, but the movies were bad, so... I remember her from The Secret Life of an American Teenager or something. That's when she first started out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's in Divergent and all that as well, actually. That's, the, that's where you probably know her. Oh, that's what I was thinking of when yeah. you said Descendants. No, Descendants is the one with yeah, uh, George um, Clooney. Yeah, Clooney. Yeah. I don't remember her from that at all. Um. Anyway, back the to The Fault Stars. Uh, I don't think I've seen it. What? How dare you? It's a good film. Is it? Yeah. Is that like a girly cancer thing? Um, don't you like me, Earl and the Dying Girl? Have you seen me, Earl and the Dying Girl? Did you like that film? Or yes, yes or no? Right. So shut up and go watch The Fault in Our Stars. What, is it the same? Yeah. Have you seen me, Earl and the Dying Girl? No, but I know what it's about. <laughs> I know what it's about. <laughs> you do not. It's about him, this guy Earl, and this girl. I think she's dying. What about me? 
It's not all about you. Oh, it's all about me in that film. <laughs> That's not a weird thing to say. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> um, adrift. Okay. What can I remember from this film? Is our conversation that we just had going to be more riveting than this movie? Yeah, it's. I, I don't know what to, what to say. Like the way it's filmed, it's told in like jagged flashbacks, and it's really off-putting. Like sometimes films use this technique to great effect. This is not one of those times. There's also a major plot revelation towards the end of the film, which is just handled disastrously bad. I don't recommend it. Have you seen it? No. Oh, it's rough. Like the... Yep, scene. I was waiting for it. I knew it was coming. I was like, should I say it? No, this dick is going to say it, so I'll just let him, I'll let him hang himself. No, um, yeah, don't don't watch it. It's really bad. All right. What do you got? Number four for you. R-B-G. Did you say R-B-G? I don't know what that is. I don't know what you're talking about. Move on. <laughs> All right, now, R-B-G is a documentary about... The exceptional life and career of U.S. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who has developed a breathtaking legal legacy while becoming an unexpected pop culture icon. Like Batman. Nothing like Batman. I'm <laughs> RBG. Did you say RBG? I said RBG. <laughs> no, this is just a very standard documentary. There was nothing else to it. It told the story of RBG from beginning to present. That's it. There's some interesting bits of knowledge throughout it, but there's not enough to justify or recommend. There's plenty of other more interesting and better told documentaries out there. Fair enough. Yeah. I feel like documentaries, when I watch them, they need to be really, really good. Yeah. And this wasn't. This is like very stock standard documentary. Middle of the road. And it's not a recommend. Now, all right, on to you, Dean. What is your number three film? My number three film is Conan the Barbarian. Have what you- made you watch that? Okay, so... As you well know, sir, you and I were out and a friend of ours was talking to us about movies, as friends often do, and somehow Conan the Barbarian got brought up. I think we were talking about Braveheart and somehow it went on to that. And I said, I said, oh, I'd, I'd actually never seen it. And he was shocked. How dare you, said he. You really need to go and watch it. And I thought, you know what? Stuff this, you're right. It probably is a bit of a hole in my movie watching. So the next day, I watched it. And I struggled to stay awake. It's so goddamn slow. Like, I was expecting, like, a big action movie. Like Ben Hur. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) It's just, like, Schwarzenegger is... Yeah, he's bad. He's not remotely good in it. He doesn't have the, you know, the fear of Terminator yet. Or the charm of Jingle All The Way. So, he's just... What? That's your go-to charm Arnold Schwarzenegger film? Yeah. What no. would yours be? Like Twins? True Lies? It's got some charm in that? No, no, no. It's got to be Jingle All The Way. Yeah, so End of I- Days? End of Days? What? <laughs> That's not charming. That'd be more on the fee side. Anyway, Conan the Barbarian. I'm not... I guess this is one of those 80s films where, you know, for its time, it's great. If you watched it growing up, you probably really enjoyed still... I just, I miss that boat, unfortunately, and I, now I watch it and it's it's poor. Like, the whole movie is poorly made. The pace is just all over the place and the fight scenes aren't good, so... Are you going to be like that with every 80s film now that you haven't seen? You're just going to be like, well, you know, I didn't see it when it was out, so I don't 
have it as high no. as all these nostalgic people Not out at there. All. You did it with the Goonies. You've done it with Conan the Barbarian. I, I wish I could hear your thoughts if you were to watch Somewhere in Time for the first time now. I wish. To get the perspective I wish I could watch Somewhere with. in Time for the first time. Maybe so I'll you'd have never to, have to watch it again. Maybe I'll have to will myself back to the time oh when I hadn't seen God. it and watch it for the first time. No, but there are, I mean, there are still 80s films I haven't seen that... Obviously. Are, ...that are very well... Well, renowned, you know, there are some things out there that I haven't watched that I need to catch up on, and one day I will, and I look forward to appreciating certain things and going on from there. Okay, moving on. What is your number three film? American Animals. Ah, I saw that. You did Did, see that. Did you like it? I liked it more than you. Yeah, I didn't mind this film. I thought the way the film was presented with this half-doco, half-movie was interesting enough. Uh, did, you, did you like it though? Would you I have did. preferred it wasn't there? No, I th- I found it contributed more to the movie. I didn't. I found it took me out of it. No, I th- it was a bit different than what I was used to, but it was interesting different. Like having the actual real life guy be like swooped into the film next to his character and asking him questions about what how the scene was supposed to play out. That was innovative. That was fun. I just wish they had actually done that a bit more, to be honest, because I thought the actual story was a bit lackluster. And mm. I reckon I reckon if they didn't have... There's not enough plot. Yeah. And I reckon if they didn't have all this extra stuff, like this documentary and these innovative ways, maybe I probably would have given it like a two and a half. I, didn't, I don't think there would have been enough weight to it. I thought the acting was okay. There was nothing spectacular in the slightest. Pretty bad. I think actually the best performance actually came from Blake Jenner, who plays the, the athletic guy. The, the guy's always like uh, doing cardio and pumping the weights and that. Yeah, the guy that came into the group third. Yeah. Third? Fourth? One of the two. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was the best out of him. But Definitely not one of the main two. No, no, of course not. Um, <laughs> Shots fired. Was it Evan Peters and Barry Keane? Yeah, I thought they were just fine. There was nothing standout-ish about them. And not really much standout-ish about this movie. No. I, no. But this, Bit of a letdown, really. Uh, it was It was enjoyable enough. I got a kick out of it. I'm, probably, I'm, I'm not going to go watch it again. Oh, no. No. The ending fizzled out for me. Definitely. But I say it's good for a one-off view just to see the, the innovative style of the direction they took. Uh, we do have a couple of reviews here for American Animals from you, the listeners. One here from the Feel and Film podcast said, Fantastic film. Such an unbelievable premise, and the way it's filmed using real-life characters and actors was so compelling. Another one here from Neil Turrets. My six-word review from June, Dynamite. An entertaining, legitimately thrilling docudrama. And our last review here from Inga. It's one of my most favorite movies of 2018 so far. Aesthetic, very stylish, and even somehow mesmerizing. Fine acting and good cinematography. Especially love the directing. It's superb. Also, a perfect use of the soundtrack. The movie is overall impressive and highly recommended. Now, thank you very much for your reviews there, guys. Okay, Dean, what is your number two film? My number two film I saw yesterday with my son was Next Gen. I think I probably heard about it yesterday as well. It was all over uh, Netflix. Yep. I was like, oh, all right, let's see if this is watchable. It was, like, it's not good, obviously, but it's not terrible. It actually, it watching it, I was just uh, distinctly reminded of Big Hero 6. Yeah. It's like Big Hero 6 without all the cool concepts, the group, the animation style was very similar. Yeah. And the robot was... I mean, it was a bit like Baymax, except it had almost no personality. Like, it's it's a passable kids' film. Okay. I don't have... Honestly, I don't have too much to say about it. Like, it's yeah. just... 
Just there. It's there. It looks easily, okay. Easily forgettable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think the main character has purple hair. <laughs> 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 no, it is forgettable. Kids will like it, but apart from that, I wouldn't recommend it. No, fair enough. I have no doubt you'll watch it one day. Uh, maybe. Probably not. All right, Hendo, what is your number two film? My number two film is Won't You Be My Neighbour? A neighbourhood was a place where, at times, that you felt worried, scared, unsafe, would take care of you. He had a singular vision of kindness and love. Love is at the root of everything. All learning, all relationships, love or the lack of it. Children have very deep feelings, just the way everybody does. There must be times when you do feel blue. I'm not feeling blue right now, though. Me neither. <laughs> oh, my God. I've seen that, too. How did you forget that? I don't know. How did you forget this film? Is it bad? Do you think it's bad? No. <laughs> so, I forgot the only film I would actually recommend this week. So, well, there you go. So, that's your number one. That, yeah, won't you be my number is definitely my number one. Ah, well, then why don't we just talk about it? Let's do that. What a lovely feel-good story this is. I thought you were going to say, what a load of... <laughs> now, going into this, I had very little idea who Fred Rogers was. I don't think he was that big of a name in Australia back then. Uh, I'm not sure. Nonetheless, this documentary about his life and the morals and values he held, how he treated every single person with love and respect was just a joy to watch, man. Like, do you agree with me here? Yeah. As you said, like, I'd, I'd never heard of him. No. Okay? And you're watching it, and it's like, apparently he's huge. Hmm. Like, and I was just like, okay. And to make a, this documentary about this just nice man who makes it his life's work to educate kids, interesting to me, someone who has no prior interest in him, is impressive. Yeah. As is the man, Fred Rogers. Because here is a man who's dedicated his entire life to loving and teaching. But to turn this into an informative, touching, and eventually introspective film is no small feat. Yeah, I mean, this film makes you want to be a better person. Yeah, it's It, it's it makes crazy. you want to do good in your life. Yeah. It's just a simple message, but told in an extraordinary way. Like, bravo. Like, it's so good. He's just... He never gives up. He never yeah. lets up at all his entire life. He's just pure. Yeah. And it's it's different. Like, you never see that. So, you know, I was waiting for the Kevin Spacey scandal halfway through, but thankfully that never came. You need to get your mind off Kevin Spacey, man. <laughs> He's done. He's not coming He's back. He's let me down. <laughs> no, but seriously, well done to the filmmakers for showing me, like, virtually the greatest hits of what I now know to be an absolute powerhouse of television. Yeah. I guess if only some of us could take just a little bit of Mr. Rogers with us after seeing this, I know I did. Very well spoken, Dan. And I'm sure you did too. Like, I definitely did. You can't, if you actually enjoy this film, you can't watch it and not take something meaningful away from it. Yeah. Like, I thought about this film for days after. Mm. It just stays with you in a really positive yeah. way. It's really yeah, good. My initial reaction was, yeah, that was good. I really enjoyed it. Like, it's got a good message. And like, like what you said, I sat down and I'm like, no, it's actually a lot better like it is oh it's really good mm. and I kept thinking about it mm. and just the message that he had like yeah like I want to do better like yeah. I want to you know do good things and how'd that go for you well <laughs> I actually don't it's know it's the that, thought that counts I donated something today 
So t- did you donate your precious time to us? <laughs> <laughs> no, I donated cash money. Which to yeah. your bank account? No. <laughs> <laughs> to the supermarket in exchange for food. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. Um you've already given us your number one now, Dean. So why don't we revert back and why don't you tell us what your number two now is? Uh, my number two is Foxtrot. Oh, okay, Foxtrot. And even though it was is at number your number two, one. It was your number it one. It was my number one. <laughs> I I didn't really like it to be honest. Okay. Um, you right. talked it up a fair bit. Yep, justifiably so. And I was I was looking forward to watching it. Like I really was. I think that's my problem. Sometimes I overhype something for you, and you it doesn't exceed your expectations. These grandiose expectations that you no, form. No, I honestly don't think so. I don't think my um, expectations going in really had that much impact on my thoughts on the film because. You said it was in a clear three act structure, yep. and it and it is. It is so clearly three acts. And whilst the first act is good, it goes on for a bit too long. The performances, I'll agree with you. The performances are fantastic, especially by the lead actor, mm-hmm. Lior Ashkenazi. Say it again, Lior Ashkenazi. Which one is it? <laughs> 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 yeah, that guy. Um, no, he's Leor is fantastic in it, but the second act, it just—it's like I know there is a bit, a little bit of action in it, but for the most part, you're just watching soldiers virtually just go about their day-to-day lives at a post. Like they're not moving around; they're in one spot, and it's boring as all hell. It really doesn't go anywhere. And then the third act is just, you know, another whack of depression for you. So, it's it didn't do it for me, I've got to say. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm kind of not wanting to watch Loveless even more which each, with each week. If you were going to watch it, you would have watched it already. So Well, I hadn't heard of it until like last week. All right. What is your number one? My number one film is Hereditary. Man, I... Th- what did you What did you give this? Did you give like a three and a half or something? I gave four. Did you? Yeah, in retrospect. Oh, in retrospect, okay. All right, cool. Initially, three and a half. Upon reflection, four. What do you give it? This is just a straight up four and a half. Okay. This, this film is so great. Like Easily one of the most intense and nerve-wracking experiences I've had in a very long time. This was not what I was expecting based off the trailer. Have you seen the trailer? No. Oh, it is so misleading. Really? Yeah. You go back and watch it now and go through go through that mindset of me seeing that trailer, thinking this is the movie it's going to be, and then watching it. The performances are fantastic, especially from Tony Collette and Alex Wolf. I thought those two were just phenomenal in this film. Mm. I really like where this film took its story, both in plot and in tone. Like This is director Ari Aster's first film. It's his very first film, and man, he has done a tremendous job for a first-time director, having made perfect use of lighting and shadows to create that unnerving tension throughout the film. He lingers on certain shots that seem to go on forever, but ultimately work incredibly well in harnessing that tone the film is going for. Easily so far, my favorite scene of the year involves a character just sitting there in a car, just in dead silence, not wanting to move. That just... Oh, I was... I was numb. I'm like, mm. you, you've seen the film. What, what do you do? Like, you know, you know what I'm talking about? 
Yeah. Yeah, like just that whole... I, I actually like the scene almost directly after that more. Yeah. I think I think both of them are fantastic. Yeah. But just that, just that sitting there in silence, staring straight forward. Yeah. Yeah. Just, oh, so yeah. good. I guess if I have a small issue with the film is that towards the end, it starts to spoon feed you a lot of exposition that it probably actually would have worked better if they didn't explain all of that extra stuff and they left it ambiguous. If mm. they if they kept it up to us and our imaginations of what actually was going on, maybe it would have been better. But I think the story overall, I, like I followed it, I understood it all, I loved it. I think it was a fantastic film, mm. one of the one of the best of 2018 so oh, far. It's a great film. Yeah. Okay, that's going to do it this week, Dean. Fantastic. Remember, guys, if you want more of our weekly content, head on over to Patreon and become one of our lovely patrons where we've got our weekly podcast going on over there. Like we said, we've just released the Royal Tenenbaums. We've also got Rushmore, Bottle Rocket, and a slew of other things going on over there. So head on over and help support the show if you are so inclined. Dean, anything you want to add before we sign off? Hopefully I'll have watched more movies by the next one. Well, that's not going to be hard. Well, actually, I've still got another season of Animal Kingdom, but then I'll watch movies. As long as you watch The Terminator, that's (laughs) fine. I will watch The Terminator. Very good. All right, listeners, we will see you next week for The Terminator. Bye. Bye. Bye.